Hey everybody, this is Matthew Stewart and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Today we had a special uh, episode with it being, as we all know, Pride Month. And um, I just wanted to do a specific episode on what should be the Christian's perspective on the topic. And spoiler alert, uh, what we believe about the sin of homosexuality should come from the scriptures and those that are caught up in this lifestyle and in this sin have been called to repentance just as all who have sinned have been called to repentance and Jesus gave his life to cleanse us of our sins and and that's those that are caught up in homosexuality that's those that are caught up in each and every sin. And we as Christians don't believe um, in in picking out, you know, one sin or another to say which is the worst because all sin is falling short of the glory of God. All sin is rebellion against God. And um, in an argument sometimes people bring up is, you know, that we as Christians specifically pick at the sin of homosexuality. And the fact is, we shouldn't. We should be quick to call what the scriptures call sin, sin. Um, which is an issue to this, you know, upcoming culture of Christianity that's progressive and liberal and deconstructive. Um, that say that the scriptures are not reliable anymore. That say the scriptures um, are not inerrant um, and this is an affront to a holy God. It's an affront to the divine scriptures that he gave us by his Holy Spirit to about men who wrote them down as they were led by the Holy Spirit. I said this before, and I say it again. The word of God has not changed. The word of God cannot be altered. And God has not changed his mind on the subject. And... God will judge according to his perfect law. And I just wanted to um, start with that before I, I get on with um, this, um, get on with the scriptures. And I'm going to bring them to you because this is what humanity will be judged by. No matter what you believe, we will be called to an account uh, of our lives because we are created in the image of God and we are created for fellowship with him. The issue is that we sinned and that we rebelled against him. And the eyes of many, of most, are spiritually blind and they cannot see the truth. That's something that God has to work on within their hearts and that is our prayer for those caught up in homosexuality or any sin. So, let's start out with the Old Testament. Let's start out with the law. God's word to Israel. And this hasn't changed either, obviously, because it carries over into the New Testament. And I will go on to those scriptures as well. Leviticus 18.22 You are not to sleep with a man as with a woman. It is detestable. God hates it. So, it's very clear there what got God's standard on relations 
is is supposed to be between man one man and one woman. It has been the beginning. Alright, let's go to two passages over, two chapters over. I apologize. Leviticus twenty thirteen. If a man sleeps with a man as with a woman, they have both committed a detestable thing before God. They must be put to death. Their blood is on their own hands. So you're telling me that God called for the death of those that practice homosexuality? Yes. Among those who practice um, other sins. Yes. That That's reality. Um, it Again, it's a rebellion against what God made to be between one man and one woman. A heterosexual, monogamous relationship. It goes against God's standard, and therefore, God hates it. Um, it it's a sin. Um, okay, so, that's the Old Testament. That's the law. But we are in what we call the New Covenant in Christ. In the New Testament. So, Paul has some words to the church in Rome about this very same subject, about homosexuality. Right out the gate in Romans 1, verses um, 26 through, let's see, let's just go through 32. Verse 26, Romans 1. This is why God delivered them over to degrading passions. God gave them over because they didn't listen. For even their females exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. The males, in the same way, also left natural relations with females and were inflamed in their lust, not love, for one another. Males committed shameless acts with males and received in their own persons the appropriate penalty of their error. The judgment of God. And that comes in different ways. 28, and because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a worthless mind to do what is morally wrong. God said, you won't listen? I'm letting go of the reins. Go ahead. See what comes of it. And we see that all the time today. They are filled, verse 29, they are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. These are not just homosexuals, not just homosexuals, but those who have rebelled against God in their minds and their hearts and gone their own way. Basic human nature. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. 32. Although they knew full well 
God's just sentence. They knew it because he created them. They have this conscience. They know God is present, but they've tried to just push that reality down. As much as they try, they can't. 32. Although they knew full well God's just sentence, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them. And I'm going to touch on that also later uh, in this podcast because it's very important. Um, that the church, I'm not talking about the world, but the church not applaud this, which the church is doing. Let's see. Let me find this other scripture. I apologize. Okay, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Don't you know that the unjust will not inherit God's kingdom. The unjust. Who are the unjust? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or any kind of homosexual. No thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers. Those that take advantage of others and manipulate others for their own profit will inherit God's kingdom. And some of you used to be like this. Here comes repentance. Here comes that change of course. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by who? The Spirit of our God. That's 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. Now, a lot of people, and I've got you know friends on Facebook that would consider what I'm saying hate speech. It's not hate speech. Because I don't want anyone to have to suffer the wrath of God that is just and holy and divine. And if not for Christ, if not what Christ did on that cross at Calvary, we would all be justly under the judgment of God because our natural inclination is for evil. Our natural inclination is to do what we want to do, which is destructive. Yes, God gave some over to their own ways, to their own lusts, and does today. They did not want to listen, and he gave them over. And on some, that remains sadly. They, they can't hear or understand spiritually what's being said, and so they won't flee from it and repent of it. But we have to share the law and the counsel of God out of love, not out of hate, but out of love. They consider it hate because it goes against what the natural heart of a man bent against God wants, whether they realize they're bent against God or not, if they're bent against the word of God, if they buck against that, they're in opposition to God and his word. And that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. 
One reason why homosexuality is commonly excused by professing Christians is because sadly, less and less Christians consider the scriptures to be perfect and authoritative to every area of life and worship. And we see a decline and decline more and more today of those who believe that the scriptures are perfectly authoritative. So many, sadly, are content and take pride in their sins because they have not been told the truth by their leaders, nor have they studied and searched the scriptures for themselves. Leaders today in the church are not speaking of repentance, as Jesus called us to do, this change of mind, to acknowledge our sins before God and what they are, and that he is right and we, we are wrong regarding them. Preachers are not teaching and warning people about the realities of hell, eternal judgment, and um, torment that will be on those who reject God. It's not seeker-friendly, but people need to hear it. We need to be warned what's ahead if we do not repent. And sadly, a lot of Christian leaders are not stepping up and doing this. And it's to the detriment, the spiritual detriment of many of their congregants. Christians would never consider taking part in celebrating murder, adultery, etc., and justifiably so. Why is it okay to take part in celebrating this specific sin of homosexuality? This is openly opposing God's word, and those who do so will one day be held accountable, especially the leaders within the church who sadly and irresponsibly justify the sin and coddle those that are caught up in it. In some denominations, sadly, open homosexuals are permitted to be overseers, which goes against biblical guideline for an overseer. This is First um, Timothy three one through seven. So, what are the qualifications of an overseer? And this is where we get the qualifications of the pastor of an overseer: sola scriptura, the scriptures alone. Again, look this up. First Timothy. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Here is a trustworthy saying. If anyone sets his heart on being an overseer, he desires a noble task. Now the overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife must be a man. Sorry. Temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. So word of faith preachers would be out of that one. Um, he must manage his own family well 
and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. Pride. Pride leads to fall. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. So the man of God, there's qualifications for him. He is to be a husband of one wife. His character is to be virtuous. He is to be able to teach. He is to be humble, but a strong leader. He is not to be prideful at all. Pride is a trap that a lot of these leaders, spiritual leaders these days, fall into within the church. And we see it over and over and over again to the point where they will take advantage of and manipulate people to get their ends. And many of them feel no conviction for it. Sadly. The church must not coddle and support acts of sin against God regardless if it is accepted by the majority. I want you all to hear that. The church must not coddle and support acts of sin against God, regardless if it is accepted by the majority. There's a cost to supporting what God opposes. You'll have to answer to him. And those who profess to follow Christ will have to answer to Jesus for it. To God, if they're Christians, they will have to answer for Christ for how they've gone about this. If they are not, then they will be before the great white throne of judgment, along with the unregenerate. God has not changed his mind about homosexuality. The scriptures haven't changed in its stance on homosexuality. Man cannot make go what good Man cannot make good what God calls abominable. Jesus' call to homosexuals is the same as to every sinner. Repent and believe the gospel. To live in opposition of God's divine ordinance is to be left to his righteous wrath forever in hell. And we as Believers, we as followers of Christ, do not want anyone to suffer hell. That is hatred towards our neighbor. That's not love. To love our neighbor is to warn them that they are caught up in sin. To love our neighbor is to steer them on the right course. To love our neighbor is to tell them the truth and to not suppress it, which is what the progressive and liberal and woke church is doing. They are deceiving people. And it's a sad, lamentable state that the Bible is not the foundation for professing Christians anymore, some. But personal feelings. Although God has made clear that the heart 
is deceitful among all the members. Who can understand it? That's from Jeremiah. No, don't follow your heart. What God says is unrighteousness is unrighteousness. What God says is righteous is righteous. And to stand in opposition against his ordinance, to stand against the scriptures in any sort of fashion, is open rebellion against God. And we will be held accountable for that. The church needs to have courage to stand for the truth of God's word, not only in regards to Pride Month, but in regards to every sin and the truth of God's word. We have to be able to defend it. We have to know it. We have to search it. We have to study it and make it a daily habit of doing so. And then submit to it. Submit to Christ. He will strengthen us and give us courage to stand by his word. But we have to submit to him and acknowledge that his ordinance, that his word is right and that we are wrong in our sins. That sin is rebellion against him. No matter how we feel, the heart is deceitful. And to live in habitual sin We will have to answer to God for that. We are to submit to God's word. Again, what God says is wrong is wrong. And what God says is right is right. No matter what the masses say. We will be held accountable. According to the law of God. According to Christ's words. We will be held accountable. And let me mention also for those that try to say that Christ never said anything about homosexuality. Jesus professed to be God in various ways over and over. This is the doctrine of the Trinity. His mind did not change on the subject. The Holy Spirit has not changed his stance on the subject. It's still sin today. It was yesterday. It's rebellion against God today as it was yesterday, as all sin is. And we are called to confess our sins, to repent of them, to believe the gospel and cling to Christ, to forgiveness of our sins, that we may be cleansed, that we may be with him forever in the hereafter and not have to suffer the torments of eternity in hell. To warn about these things is love. Because whether we believe it or not, there's eternity after this. And what we do in the right here, right now, matters significantly. Whether we tell the truth right here, right now, about these things matters significantly. God bless you.